5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. So it's so exciting. We are a couple of days out of Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day and then we get The next day is another Sunday in which we're going to worship, so it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, everybody. This is what your weekend will be like, hopefully. You'll be able to find good moments with good people and, uh, and make sure that you're surrounded by somebody. And yeah, so that kind of brings us to a point where we're saying, you know, we know that uh, this season is a season of joy. And why? Because the angel said so, and we always believe in angel. (laughs) So this is what, you know, we know it's a season of joy, but we also understand realistically that this is also a painful season for many people. Many people are are, uh, living in with depression during these times, and it's, you know, like, so we're also trying to be able to balance that out. We're saying, God please help us, you know, through those moments as well, because you can still be a follower of Jesus and still struggle with depression. And it's another reminder that we need to pay attention to our mental health. So that is another reminder. But today we're going to get into our uh, our lesson. Our reading for today is, is Mary's Song, or what's also known in the Latin as the Magnificat. And this is from Luke chapter 1, 46 and following. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he's lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. So Mary gets the word, right, that she is pregnant. Now she's looking at it as a young, you know, young woman, young girl, and she's like, this is impossible. I haven't done anything in order to be pregnant. And um, so this is complicated, right? So we know that there's a complication. And yet when she, when God comes to her and says, this is what's going to happen. Like this, this is the situation. She's like, okay. Like, I don't fully comprehend that. I don't know if anybody could fully comprehend that. And she's like, but you know, and, and, but she follows with that song. So here's that moment where she's saying, my soul glorifies the Lord, right? What does it mean that her soul glorifies? Like it's lifting up God, saying, God, I, you know, I, I may not, I, I probably would never have chosen this for myself, but my soul is going to glorify you. It's going to magnify, which is where they get the word magnificat from. My soul is going to magnify you. It's going to make you greater 
and me less. It's the same thing that has been echoed in the scriptures before. Um, John the Baptist, uh, when he sees Jesus, I must now become, I must decrease so that he would increase. And that's ultimately what Mary is trying to be able to say too. She takes a very humble perspective here from her kind of earthly position. Mary's good, right? So we 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 love Mary. Mary is um, you know, a great servant of God. Uh, but we also know that Mary has been elevated to places that she has was never meant to be elevated to, right? So some people have made her into a co-redemptrix. That means that she is she, you know, as they claim, um you know, that she is also a savior along with Jesus, and you're like, whoa, hold up. Like, no, she was a humble servant. She recognizes she was a humble servant. So he has made me mindful of the humble state of his servant. So God doesn't say, hey, Mary, now I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to make you a redeemer. No, that's that's foolish. And that's not good. That's not good theology. <laughs> it's really not. It's it's really it can be a destructive theology to be able to believe Mary and put her in a position where she might save you. So we have to put Mary in the position that she should be in. She is the mother of Jesus. Jesus loved her. And we love her because she was willing to humble herself and take on this role, on this position. And that is no small feat. As an, you know, engaged, you know, young woman, like, ooh, that would be a difficult role to be also be taking on and worried that her husband might... Uh, you know, publicly divorce her. If that happens, like her reputation is ruined. Her, I mean, her chances of trying to get remarried again greatly decrease. And if you're not a married woman, if you're not able, like, then then there's a whole bunch of issues that are going to follow. Ultimately, that decree would have sent her into you know, like public divorce. And there's you know, there's there's really no coming back from it. And so taking this role on, fantastic. But like, let's not put Mary where Mary doesn't belong. Let's not put her as an equal to Jesus. She still is in a position of being a humble servant, and that is fantastic, and we love her for serving in that way. Jesus is still the Savior, and this is the reason why when you know that, uh, <laughs> that Christmas song that always comes out, Mary, did you know? And it's, it's that question, and I would say that it's more rhetorical, at least I would hope it's rhetorical, um, because most of the time people are like, yes, yes, Mary did know. Um, Mary wasn't, wasn't wondering about, uh, you know, if this child was going to be, um, you know, was going to be something special. Um, she already was told that it was something special. She already was told this. And so when you're looking at this Magnificat, the Mary song, you can also see that she is clearly aware of what's happening. Why? Because the angel came and told her what was going to happen and what to be able to experience, you know, through this child. This child would not just be like any other child. And so when Mary is going through this song, she's lifting up the deeds of God, meaning she knows that this child is God. 
He has performed mighty deeds. He scattered those who are proud. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he's lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good, but sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and the descendants forever. So it's pointing back to the same covenant, the same promises of God. And this is significant because she knows what this child is. She knows who this child is. And to be able to claim anything else would be foolish as well. So I want you to consider what it would be like to be in her shoes in a moment like this when God comes and says, hey, you're pregnant and it's my baby. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. And yet Mary humbled herself, said, God made beef to me as you have spoken. And they continued down that line. All right, everybody, I want you to sit with that for today. Think about it, um, you know, consider it. And we'll be back again tomorrow with uh, some more Advent stuff. All right, take care.